Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Micah McCurry, your host. I've got a book recommendation for you. I've got a gospel tract to talk about, and we're going to dive into the book of Mark in just a moment. I promise myself every time that I'm not going to get too carried away with talking about the book of the day. And we're not going to continue that for all time. I just have a burden for God's people to read some great books. And so I've got a recommendation for you. I may have to say, let me think about this. Besides the Bible, this book would be probably in my top five all time. So let me encourage you uh, to think about grabbing this book. Let's just jump right into it. There are folks in the background right now. It, it, it's, it's music to my ears. I hear a tape gun going off. Maybe if you listen real closely, you can hear it too. But you know what that means? That means there is a gentleman downstairs. His name is Todd. He is putting gospel tracks in boxes right now that are going around the world. And every time I think, you know what? That tape gun is going to be the death of me. It distracts me. You know what I think? That means gospel tracks are going around the world. To God be the glory. Maybe you didn't hear the tape gun, and I'm just talking to myself. Just so you know, there's a tape gun every once in a while in the background if you listen closely enough. Anyway, I've got a gospel. I've got a, not a gospel track. I've got a book right here called On Prayer, written by a man named E.M. Bounds. I'm going to read for you just to, sometimes I need a little slap across the face. I need a little kick in the seat of the pants about the importance of prayer. Here's chapter number one. It says this, The prayers of God's saints are the capital stock in heaven by which Christ carries on his great work upon the earth. Great throes and mighty convulsions in the world have come about as a result of these prayers. The earth is changed, revolutionized. Angels move on more powerful, more rapid wings. And God's policy is shaped when the prayers of his people are more numerous and more efficient. You know, if that by itself doesn't make you want to just slip to your knees and say, forget what else is going on in the world, I've got to pray that I don't know what will. He was a wordsmith, Mr. E.M. Bounds was, but man, oh man, he could just absolutely dumbfound you with the realization that I am nowhere near. And even in those moments when I actually get the inkling that I'm a prayer warrior, I realize, no, I'm not. And a book like this would do such good things for you to realize that as well. I've done a few short readings from this book in previous. Let me just encourage you, go get this book yourself. I'm probably going to talk about this book for the next two days, and we'll do another reading from it maybe tomorrow. We won't do it again. We're not going to do it forever, but just this week. Let me encourage you because there is nothing that we want more, not your money, not even for you to order gospel tracts. We want you to be prayer warriors on our behalf. I want you to be a prayer warrior just because God wants you to be a prayer warrior. But can I tell you, praying people reach God's ears. And I want to talk to you if you've got God's ear. Let me encourage your friend to get some gospel tracks. I've got one in my hand right now called Memorial Stones. Maybe you've been to a cemetery before. It's very likely that you have. And you see those rows of stones. I think of Arlington National Cemetery. I've had the opportunity to go there. Of course, to see the tomb of the unknown soldier. But then to see those fields just covered 
I've had the opportunity uh, near our house where we lived in Akron, Ohio, there was a veterans cemetery. There was a, a cemetery there and filled with these white gravestones, very well taken care of, beautifully manicured. And at Christmas time, to remember those that have given their freedom so we can celebrate a holiday, a, a special day like Christmas, we went and we laid wreaths there. It was an amazing thing to see those names. I, I remember distinctly the, the sensation of standing there and thinking that these people, I had three men and one woman that I laid a wreath at. There were so many people, there were so many volunteers that each person only got four or so. But I remember just standing there. And I think just having four made it less, less trite, less of a routine. If I had had a hundred, I would have been laying wreaths and laying wreaths and, and not really thinking about the people on whose graves I was walking, but to have four and to stand there looking at them and to realize that some time ago, I think one had passed away in the 2000s, but most of the others were from the 80s, 90s or earlier. And to think that those people stood there as hardy and as hale and as strong as I was stronger at one point, but they laid down their life for you and for me. Oh, what a thought. And then to think that there is one, Jesus Christ by name, whom this gospel tract talks about, uh, he walked out of what became an empty tomb as soon as he vacated the premises. Let me encourage you, friend. If you know someone that for whom an illustration like that might be a help, might cause them to give some thought to their eternal destiny, would you go to BibleTracksInc.org, BibleTracksInc.org, and get your free copies of this gospel track? Maybe this would be a good one for veterans. Maybe it would be a good one for somebody you know. Or maybe you're saying right now, you know, this empty tomb and this concept of eternity and death, I, I've been thinking about that a little while. I'd like to talk to someone about that. I would love to talk to you. I'd love if you reach out to me, you can text me right now. More important than anything else I've got going on today would be a text from you saying, you know what? I don't know where I'm going when I die. If I were to die right now, if I slipped off into eternity, I'm not sure where I'd go. I would love to hear from you. You can, if you'd like, you can reach out to me. You can text me at 309-316-7240. Again, you can text me at this number. Text me today. Don't wait. I'll respond to you. Maybe a couple hours because sometimes I get a lot of texts in. But I promise I'll respond to you at my earliest. I'd say convenience. I'll make it inconvenient for myself. I'll make it happen. Would you text me at 309-316-7240? I would love to hear from you. Now, we're in the book of Mark, chapter number one. The book of Mark, chapter number one, we've talked about the purpose of Mark, the prophecy of, the, of John the Baptist, the preparation work that John the Baptist did, the preaching, uh, the potential problem that he addressed, that, that we can address, uh, the popularity of John the Baptist, the peculiar personality of John the Baptist, talked about the power by which he preached. He preached the word, Jesus Christ, we talked about what he preferred, whether it be a baptism of John or a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then we talked about, beginning this week, on, in verse number 9, the pivot verse, the transitional verse, verse number 9. We're going to pick up there, and we're going to read down through verse number 11. Mark chapter 1, verse number 9, the Bible says this, 
And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. Verse number 10. And straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, we talked about the presence of the Trinity yesterday, and I did find that verse about um, let us make man in our image. I believe it's, if I'm, now I'm gone, going off memory, Genesis 1, 26, 28, somewhere in there. But there's multiple proofs throughout Scripture of a triune God. And there, there are, we're not going to address it today, but there are some cults and some different uh, um, belief systems that say Jesus is just a, a superior angel. He's just an amped up angel. He, he's not really the Son of God, or they, they say that he is the Son of God, but he's not really the God. He's not part of the Godhead. Can I tell you, friend, uh, in the beginning was the Word. You know who that's talking about? That's talking about Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God. I'm not sure how you can misconstrue a verse like that, reading the, the Bible. But here we see God the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. We see God the Father speaking, and then of course we see God the Son sent, born of a virgin some 30, 30 years previous to this point. He lived 33 sinless years on earth and died for your sins and mine, and the God that we serve is a triune God, and we talked about that yesterday. If you have any questions, text me, all right? But here we see in verse number 11, there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this is where I want to put our emphasis today. The, the, the P word, the word that starts with a P today, you can probably figure out that word pleased. I had a question that is a very easy question to ask by way of application is this. Do you, does your life please God? Of course, Jesus Christ, perfection personified, of course, Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, 100% God, 100% man, God robed in human flesh. Yes, of course, he was going to please God. But I ask you, if you are a child of God, if you've accepted the free gift of salvation because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the vicarious meaning substitutionary meaning in your place, the fact that he died for your sins and mine so that we don't have to, if you've accepted that free gift, you are a child of God. And so I ask you, do you please God? Or are you thinking right now as you listen, I don't care if it's first thing in the morning, I don't care if it's in the afternoon, evening, wherever you listen, if, if maybe you're listening after the fact, maybe it's not even, what is it today, February 1st or, or what have you, even if you're not listening today, maybe you listen to the archived podcast, can I tell you, friend, it still stands. If you don't please God, it's not because God's wrong. It's not because God's standards are too high. It's because we've made a conscious choice. God has allowed us to be spiritual free agents. We are not automatons. We are not robots. We are not coded uh, genetically to where we have to do what God wants us to do. And with that freedom comes the liberty to make mistakes, make choices, and to choose by our actions to not please God. Can I tell you, friend, the devil made me do it doesn't fly because the devil doesn't can't make you do it if you're a child of god you can't be possessed by the devil you can maybe oppressed we could talk about it another time but regardless you and i make choices 
we make choices that can limit our ability to please God. Let me encourage your friend. You remember those old WWJD bracelets? Can I tell you, what would Jesus do? He would do his best to please God. And his best, well, his best is perfect. Thank God for that. Because a an imperfect God dying on a cross for you and for me wouldn't do anything for our eternity. So he was able to please God. But can I tell you, friend, we need to make a conscious choice day by day. Not year by year, not month by month, not week by week, but day by day, nay, even hour by hour, or even minute by minute, sometimes second by second, to please God. Let me encourage you to commit today that you're going to live a day doing your best to please God. I'd love to hear from your friend. Text me if you have the opportunity. And as always, have a great day. For your glory? Nope. For my glory? No, friend. For his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.